I'm Lauren. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome, Welcome to All Girls Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today we are speaking with Lindy Wise, who has recently started a career as an 8th grade English teacher at Fulbright Junior High School in Bentonville, Arkansas, after spending much of her life as a writer. Welcome, Miss Wise. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your past. What got you into teaching and writing? Uh, well, um, that's kind of a long answer. So when I started writing, I started writing uh, right after I got out of college. Um, when I was growing up, I was always a huge uh, reader. I loved to read. Um, and then when I was in college, I had an English comp class that I absolutely loved. And that kind of set the course for me. I changed my major to English and creative writing and then uh, kind of went from there. When I graduated, I um, started doing journalism and all these other sorts of things. And then I decided to become a teacher, not only because I love English, but because um, I really just wanted to be with students. So um, basically all of my last 11 years have been spent at a desk in a cubicle. And um, I kind of just realized recently, like, just the end of last year that that's not what I wanted to do anymore. Um, I wanted to basically extend my impact and get out away from the desk and start working with students and teaching English, which I love. I love English. I love reading and I love writing. So it just kind of like morphed into um, a career change for me. Yeah, I understand that because like I like working with little kids and yes. stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. Okay. What was one of the most interesting stories that you reported on while in New York? So, um, after I got out of college, I did move to New York for a year-long internship. Um, I lived um, on the Upper West Side. And when I got there, um, I started doing different types of stories for the nonprofit that I was a part of. Um, basically, a lot of the things I did was just cover events. So anything that our nonprofit did in the city, I would kind of um, just write about. So all of the people who were supporting our nonprofit um, would read about all the fun things that we were doing. Uh, probably some of the most interesting things were um, New Yorkers are real funny in the sense that like they're not like Southerners. So anytime anybody just like does something for them that's nice, they don't really understand it. Uh, and so a few times um, I got to write about some of those things that we did. One time we handed out free Metro cards, uh, which are the subway passes. We gave out $5 Metro cards, and people were just like, what are you doing? Why are you handing me this? They, they were kind of suspicious. Um, and so I wrote about that. That was pretty interesting. And then um, we did the same thing with, like, bottled waters and just trying to, like, you know, different events that we had in the city. We would uh, kind of bum for lack of a better word they were very like suspicious of us uh but we but yeah they I don't know they were confused but excited but so yeah yeah I can like see them kind of being like why yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were always like what are you what are you southerners doing <laughs> like, that's kind of like just unusual like maybe in LA it's not but like uh -huh. in like different places it's like why mm -hmm. <laughs> well and a lot of times especially in the city people were always wanting things so like people were handing out flyers and but uh, 
people were always trying to get people to do what they wanted as opposed to just giving them something without um, anything, like expecting anything back. So to be handed something and not want money in return or not like want you to, you know, give them something or like attend an event or something was very weird for them. <laughs> so. so what was it like from moving to a small town in Arkansas to a big city? Uh, well, I grew up in Camden, Arkansas, population uh, 15,000. My high school, I graduated with about 60 kids. And then I went to a college in a small town in Arkansas as well. So when I decided to move to New York, um, I kind of did it on a whim. Um, I found the nonprofit on the internet and decided to apply uh, and of course, all of my family thought I was crazy. I'd never been to New York. I had only had a phone interview with the man who would be my boss. Um, and I literally packed two suitcases, full, like 50 pound suitcases, and I got on a flight to New York. I'd never met anybody. I'd never been there. It was, um, I would say it was overwhelming, but I wasn't really overwhelmed. I was more excited. So, when I got there, it was obviously, everything was like, oh my gosh, this place is huge. It's amazing. And I kept getting lost. I was like, where am I at? Um, but thankfully, like the nonprofit I was with, we, like, they set us up with an apartment and I roomed with two girls who were also part of the, um, the nonprofit organization. Um, but yeah, it was really eye-opening. Um, I wouldn't say that I had culture shock when I moved there because uh, getting acclimated, it took a bit, but it was, it was just... It was too neat to be hard, um, and it was definitely worth it um, because, I mean, I got to see things that I would never have gotten to experience, like actually living there. Because visiting there is one thing, but living there is totally different. Um, so you really get used to, like, the way of life and uh, taking the subway and learning where you're going to go and seeing all the big things and all the famous people, and it's really exciting. Uh, I went, uh, my, my, uh, job and one of the organizations I was with was right like in Times Square so it was just really fun uh I got to see like the Olympic torch lighting and just all sorts of things um so while it was a little bit overwhelming it was it was it was pretty awesome I actually had culture shock when I moved back so I moved back to Arkansas after my year-long internship and when I got when I got back to south I went to college in southeast Arkansas and that's where I went back to uh, I was like, what? <laughs> What's happening? And I kind of got a little bit depressed for a couple of weeks, and but I made it through. It was just, it was a huge, like, transition to move from that back to small town. Uh, but it's pretty amazing. I mean, New York with their diversity and their arts and their um, just all sorts of things, you just really, like, get a bigger view of the world. Uh, because literally, like, the world lives in that city. I mean, every culture, every... You go two blocks this way, and it's one culture, and you go two blocks the other way, and it's different. It's just, like, it's amazing. Um, it's a great experience. I can, like, relate to that from, like, I recently just moved from Utah to here in Arkansas, and I know how tough it was. I, I was... I didn't know anyone. I And, like, in Utah, I lived there all my life, so... I knew a lot of people, and then I moved here, and I didn't know anything about here or mm -hmm. how it worked, and I had to, like, build up, like, strategies to stay positive and make mm -hmm. friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult at first, but a lot of times it's 
you know, it turns out to be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> You're teaching English at Fulbright. How has this been different from your past experiences? Um, it is very different from anything I've ever done. Uh, when I decided to go into teaching, I have have had never taught a day in my life. I had helped in preschools, um, like throughout my college and um, the last several years I helped in a preschool. But I've never subbed and I've never taught. And so to decide to change my career from like a professional writer to a teacher was um quite stark um it's it's been interesting though it's been awesome um it's one of those things where you start to do it and you're like oh yeah I can't believe I haven't always been doing this which is awesome so it's very different from from most things that I've ever done yeah like jumping like just to like one thing that and then you're like oh I want to do this but I have no experience it's kind of just difficult mm -hmm. yes yeah it's been it's been challenging but it's, it's like, pretty awesome okay what was one of the most interesting or fulfilling aspects of your technical writing career in Arkansas? Um, technical writing is an interesting thing. It's kind of dry. So we would, at the firm I was at, we basically just wrote um, technical documents about people's uh, jobs. So like if they were an electrical designer, we would detail out what an electrical designer does. Um, so it's kind of dry, uh, but the the best part was probably the team I worked with. Um, we had, like, at one point about eight technical writers, and we used to have, like, arguments about Oxford commas and sentence structures, and we would have, like, 30-minute discussions about, um, you know, which word to use, which font to use, which bullet points to use, and... Uh, it was probably, it was kind of dorky, but it was fun. <laughs> uh, so that's probably one of the best parts is just being part of a team of writers, um, who were just as passionate about actually writing as I was. Is your job ever, ever stressful? If so, how do you handle it? Um, so far it has been a little stressful, uh, as I've been learning a lot, um, I typically don't get stressed out. Like, I'm not, like, a person who gets stressed out. I tend to go with the flow. Um, but there is a lot on my plate of things that I didn't really know would be parts of the job and exactly understand. Um, so the most challenging part is learning how to manage classrooms. Um, teaching content kind of comes easy, but actually managing a bunch of eighth graders um, for 80 minutes a day at a time is kind of interesting. And that can be a little bit stressful, but it's normally always a little bit fun too, so that's good. Do you have any regrets in your career, past or present? If so, what would you like to change? Uh, I don't really have any regrets. Um, I, I was a technical writer for about 11 years, uh, but it was at a time period in my life where I was having a family and I was um, having kiddos. So uh, my job gave me a lot of um, grace and allowed me to go part-time so I could kind of like have a family and have a career at the same time. Um, so I did it for quite a while, but it, I think I, I definitely don't regret regret it but I am glad that I'm finally at a place where I'm able to pursue teaching I probably would have done it about five years ago if I had my choice but uh but no regrets 
No, I don't have any regrets. What does success mean to you? Uh, success means to me, kind of like what I was mentioning earlier, is having an impact on people. Um, you know, you, you kind of go every day and you wonder if you're making any sort of difference. And when I was doing technical writing, while it was fun, and I kind of got to do, like, copywriting and social media and all that fun stuff, it kind of it ended because there was no challenges left and there was no people there to engage with. So I was like, what? is my work impacting. So um, success means to me having an actual impact on people. I mean, what better field than teaching? Because then, I mean, I have, where before I interfaced with like two people a day and then sat at a computer and stared at it like this all day. Now I get to be in front of, you know, 75 students and helping them learn and grow and become hopefully better people and better, um, better students. Uh, but yeah, um, the thing that says here, money, jobs, houses, cars, and all the new things we see as success aren't really real. The impact you have on a person is the only thing that lasts. Um, and I really do believe that. I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy, but um, not that I'm old, but the older you get, the more you realize the things that are actually important. It's not that cheesy because it's true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Some people, it's a harder lesson to learn because, you know, you're kind of like the corporate world can blind you and make you want to climb the the ladder of success. And then you realize, oh, that's not really all that successful because no one really cares what I'm doing, you know. Um, and it takes a little bit sometimes to realize that. How did you come upon that definition? I kind of, like kind of what I was saying a minute ago, my definition of success has stemmed from the various things that I've done in the past. Um, just learning through having a family and um, working in an environment that was, that was good, but just not great. So it's like these things are, all the things I was doing, they were all good things, but I just don't, they weren't necessarily great things because, um, because of the fact that I wasn't necessarily having much of an impact on people. I mean, my few coworkers I had, um, I'm sure that those relationships were important and are still important, but, uh, but yeah, just being able to be with students and being able to like actively have a hand in the community and with students every day. So yeah, I think that's how I came up with it. Like every time I think of success, I just think of like hard work and stuff, but I just never thought of like people mm -hmm. in like general though. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, I, I'm sure I didn't feel the same way when I was younger. It's just one of those things you kind of realize. Like, you uh, just kind of grow into it. Right. Like, when you just get older. Right. Because, you know, you accumulate all these skills, and it's like you're working towards this skill and this skill, and you're learning, and you're growing, and you're learning, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I, could ha I have all these things now that I know, and now it's like, what am I going to do with them all? I mean, you could keep them to yourself, but impacting somebody for the better would you know, is, I would consider would be, um, make someone very successful. Um, one of the things, I'm going to tell this story, I don't know how much time we have, but um, when I decided to go into teaching, one of the, the biggest things where I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do, was I had a friend of mine whose dad um, was a teacher and coach for like 30 years in a small town um, up in Missouri, uh, 
And I think it was a Thanksgiving a year ago, so it's not even been a year. That's when I decided he um, had been in the school for so long, and everybody loved him, and he was a great coach, and they had a successful track team, and he was I think he was cross-country. Um, uh, and he ended up passing away suddenly of a heart attack. Like, he was at Bible study for, with his wife at, at his home, and I think they everybody had just left their home, and then um, he closed his Bible and he fell on the floor. And, I mean, it's a terribly, like, stark story, but it was one of those things where what, after it happened, the whole community was, like, in shock, you know? All the students were, like, terribly saddened, right? And they had, like, an outpouring of... Um, you know, uh, like the community and the students came together and celebrated his life, which was just like eye-opening to me. I'm like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I, he was a cross-country coach and he taught students for 30 years. He stayed there, right? You know, he didn't like move around like job, job uh, hop and things like that. He was like in there and he knew these families and they loved him and he loved them back and he was a good coach and a good teacher and uh just seeing that I was like man that I mean that was successful you know he like left a huge impact and not I don't think it was a few weeks ago they held like a marathon or some sort of like cross-country meet like in his honor to raise I think they raised money for some sort of heart thing I'm not sure exactly but um but just like a huge community outpouring for him. And when that happened, I mean, I was very saddened for her, for my friend, obviously. But it was also one of those things where I was like, what am I doing? You know, it's like I'm sitting here and I have two coworkers, zero influence. And it was like, it's time for a change. Um, because I do, like, I don't want to be successful for successful, like, to, I don't want to just do it for my sake. You know, it's one of those things where you see this and you see these students and they love him and, he, like, made a difference in each of their lives. I mean, it was a huge, like, I mean, they were, like, that community grieved for a while. But, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that I'm going to, like, come and, like, do that. But, you know, it's one of those things. I remember every single teacher I had, right? Every college professor, every high school teacher. I remember all of my teachers by name and their faces. And it's like, I want to I do that. You know, I want to be able to say, yes, I had an impact, um, so, yeah, that was one of the things that really, like, led me to teach. That was the, and I immediately started pursuing it, like, immediately. What advice can you give to other girls listening to this podcast? Probably just, it, it also might sound cheesy, but be kind. Be kind to people and have grace with each other. Um, so, right, I wrote down, I said, no one will remember the technical writing documents I wrote, and no one will remember the story I wrote for the Democrat Gazette about some city council meeting, and nobody will remember that one short story unit I taught about inferencing. Um, it's not about what you choose to do, it's how you choose to do it, and so pursue your education, um, and eventually pursue the career that you want, but always keep kindness and grace at the forefront of your pursuits. Um, my advice is that those are the things that people remember about you. You know, you hear that quote. Um, it's not... Um, what you do about how you treat people that, that, that they remember. And that's totally true. You know, I don't remember, like, all sorts of things about my career. But I do remember all of the things that um, that people do and how they act and how they have their kindness and their grace towards me. Those are the things that you remember. 
So yeah, those would be the things I would tell girls. Yeah, like saying like things would be cheesy, but as long as it's true, it's not really cheesy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> People say it a lot, but but it is true. You're yeah. right. It doesn't matter just how how cheesy people think. As long as it's just true, it it won't matter because mm-hmm. you just gotta show the world right. to be like kind and nice and mm-hmm. helpful to others. Mm-hmm. And that's just the the cheesiest thing you can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our time is running up. Thank you for being here, Miss. Wise, it was really enjoyable for you to be here. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was awesome.